You are listening to the Pencil and Paper Podcast Network. Welcome to the Palace of Mega Pixels. This is Super Mega Brothers Turbo. Welcome to Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. I'm your host, Stephen White, and with me is, as always, Todd Stark. It's me. Yeah, we're, we're just uh, two guys, two guys today. Sitting in a palace of megapixels That's right. at the cafe. Just, uh, Wait, it's the palace. Hanging, chilling, a little bit of illing. It's kind of cold, but kind of warm outside. Yeah. Kind of cold, but kind of warm inside. The beauty of Tennessee weather. Yeah. It's bipolar. It's totally, sometimes I think it might be tripolar. A little bit. If there's a thing. Mm-hmm. Well... Uh, I don't really have anything to 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 say or add. I mean, no, I didn't. You know. I didn't take a poop this morning. Okay. Um, hopefully that happens this afternoon. I, I'm uh I'm going roller skating, so probably might happen at the roller skating rink. I don't I don't know. I don't know yeah, if I have enough time. It could help. It could help shake shake things loose. I don't know if yeah yeah. yeah I could just break my ass. Period. I don't you know. Could and then then where are you going to be? Just sitting around with your non pooping self. In the Palace of Megapixels. Without my headphones plugged up. Yeah. I wonder why I couldn't but hear myself. But you're still doing all right. I mean, yeah. you're you're just not hearing how loud you are. I couldn't hear myself at all. There, there we go. go. That's way better. Is that, is that much better? That's way better. No, you're not going to be shouting. No, no, I'm not shouting at all. Good, good, good. <clears throat> is that why I was doing that? Maybe. Yeah. Well, what have you been playing, man? Okay, this week I've been playing quite a bit. Okay. I jumped around the whole spectrum of my games. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I downloaded. Let me just touch with that. I downloaded Rush of Blood for the VR. Okay. I played Rigs, mm-hmm. and that game is fun. I, I would like. I still want to play it. I've got it yes. downloaded. I just you need. We need to get in there and play. They have three game modes, and you can have it's three on three. Okay. And like I thought that maybe well, there's one you can do one versus one, so we could like play each other and have your AI co uh, co pilots. Mm-hmm. And then you can do uh, just three of your friends be on a team. And I would suggest you just going on there and playing a few games because, like, I got I got sick like the <laughs> the first few times I had I, I went through the t- t- uh, the tutorial uh-huh. and I just I was, I, I'm through with this shit. Um, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> and then I came back a couple of days later, and I, it's kind of like I inched my way through it. And I played I finally played like a a, a single player camp like game like a league game i guess mm-hmm. and then you know i don't know i was okay after I, I, then i played about four or five matches online then then i wanted to throw up again and then i was okay so i'm feeling like the more i condition myself i'll be all right then i played uh hidden agenda the the play link game yeah awesome i, I love well, i think i talked about this with you earlier this week it's Really, it's different. It's cool. It's kind of like um, Until Dawn. Um, I think the graphics are a little bit better. I mean, I thought Until Dawn looked great, but it looks like an um, um, episode of Law & Order. Nice. It's a pretty good story. The The controls are good. I like the whole idea of the play link. Uh, 
didn't play with a two-player yet. I just played one player. Hmm. But they have two modes. You know, it's like a story mode where you play together and you find clues and stuff like that. And that, that was a real cool thing. It was like the room was there and it's kind of like spot the clue. The more clues you find, it helps you open up things in the story later on. Then there was a uh, like a competitive mode where it gives you, I guess it lets everybody work against each other to try to, I guess you have a hidden agenda. I don't know. I haven't done that part yet, but it sounds kind of cool. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of interested in it. And then, what else did I play this week? You said you bounced around. I bounced, yeah, I did. I, I believe, I, I think I played, I don't think, I don't, I can't remember if I played Seven Days to Die or not. I don't. I, I played Shadow oh, Call of Duty. I played some more of that. I actually got back together with uh, the guys that we used to play that I used to play with. Probably, it's probably been like ten years. I bet. Mm-hmm. I would I would say it's been ten years since I played with these guys because once it went into the future, they lost you know interest. And now it's back at World War Two. Man, I was just sitting on there, and all of a sudden, like I get a, about four you know alerts that people want me to play with them, and they're like, "Hey, we're getting the guys back together." It was pretty cool though. <laughs> like. It took a minute to get in, I guess, because it's just a week old. I remember all the other ones when they, you know, Call of Duties are pretty popular. So the first week is just a shit storm mm-hmm. or a shit show trying to get into a server. Yeah. But I think that's it, man. I think that's all I played. Maybe a little Shadow of War. I, I, I've kind of did pull a Witcher on that. Like I just kind of sit it off. But I did the same thing with the first one. I sit yeah. aside and I'll come back later. Mm-hmm. What about you? Well, uh, Started off the week playing a little Injustice 2, and then I, I shifted over and finally finished the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale series. How was that game? It was, a, it was a very interesting story. I felt like that maybe I wasn't um, doing so well because right. I actually achieved something I've never seen before in my entirety of playing Telltale games. What's that? I got 0% of all players on one thing. 0%? Yeah. There was, a, there was a moment where, I think it was at the end of episode four, and you know they do comparison things where it'll say, like, you, you know, and a percentage of other players oh, achieved this. Right. Okay. At the end of episode four, they showed you the state of the Guardians, and they said, 0% of players and you achieved this. And I completely dismantled <laughs> all of the Guardians. So they weren't together at all. Well, Rocket was still by my side. Yeah. But everybody else took off. Who do you play as? You play as Peter you, Quill? You play as all of them. They oh. just, mainly Peter Quill, but they'll shift you off to different side stories, and then you will follow uh, another character. Like, they did flashbacks for each character, so you had an understanding of their history and their family and the reason they are who they are. Do you do the whole thing with Drax where you see his family die? Uh, You don't see them die, but you do have a moment with his daughter. Is it cool? Yeah. Drax is one of my favorites. Mm. I think it's just because of how Batista portrays him he, yeah. in the movie. He makes me like him a lot more. Yeah, it's it was a very touching scene between the two of them because you never really got that in the movies. You know, you just hear about his frustration. Right. And then they even kind of, they really, I felt like with that game, they really put you into tight spots. I mean, where you really have to make a choice because you're you're picking between family. You know, so one person wants to do one thing, one person wants to do another. You don't want to disappoint them because you like all of these characters. You know, in a Walking Walking Dead situation, there's usually a character you don't like, and you're like, yeah, the (laughs) hell with you. I'm going to go with this guy. Like Duck. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he dies, and you, (laughs) spoiler alert, (laughs) Duck dies, and you cry. But with these guys, you want to please them all, and it feels like you're, you're trying to juggle 
all these options because you don't want to piss this one off and then you don't want to piss that one off and you don't you have to compromise yourself and like what do I want to do who am I going to make angry so I try to always balance it out but somehow I screwed it all up right I mean in the end it all came together nicely and everything was fine but I don't know just that whole journey was like man what am I doing wrong I just felt like a failure half the time you know trying to keep them together and they're like nope we're done so I seen that you'd finished. Are you done with it completely now? Yeah, I'm. I've do you get a platinum that. for it? Yeah, I did. I got to finish it then. I got to go do it. That's just easy platinums. It is. And if you've linked your uh, your uh, account with uh, Sony Reward Points, mm-hmm. you're I doing pretty good. Yeah, you might be able to buy like a ten dollar gift card. Woo. You send but You got to get those silver, golden platinums. That's right. That's no, right. No bronze. <laughs> no, no bronze. And my pennies. Mm-hmm. Penny stock. But uh, last night, funny enough, talking about bouncing around, I did two games. I bounced back to Bloodborne for a moment because I really want to try to get into that. But before I did that, I tried out um, Hue. And How is that? That uh, game from Curve Digital, right? And it's it's a very unique puzzle game. It deals with colors and stuff. yes, yeah. And that's that's where the puzzle element comes in because they'll start you off with one, and then uh, you'll see how you have to manipulate the colors. Uh-huh. So you may see if you're in a blue shade, you'll see all the other colors of blocks or or stepping stones and things like that that you can achieve. But if you go to another color that matches another color on screen, that will disappear. And then, say the blue, if you were on blue, that will return right. if there are any blue objects on screen. So you have to be aware of the environment and use the colors to essentially find your way through the next area. Right. Because each area is like a little puzzle. And it's it's very interesting. I mean, just the layout itself, it's a very clever puzzle game. I mean, I've heard about it, and that's the one thing they said, that it was real unique how they used the colors as the puzzle. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, so you, you have to... There, there were moments where you just feel like, what am I getting wrong here? And then all of a sudden it just clicks. You know, right. like a like a puzzle game normally does. Yeah. It's not one of those frustrating puzzles where you just, you know, the answer's so right there, and you know, you feel like an idiot or anything like that. It's just trying to look at your layout and saying, "What am I doing here? What do I need to do here?" Like I saw one yesterday. There were two blocks that I needed to get to, but the the roof above them had spikes, mm-hmm. so I had to find a way to get to them obviously without jumping onto the spikes or hitting my head on the spikes. Right. And there were different levels of blocks or, or stepping stones that I could move. And again, they're all different colors, so mm-hmm. you have to shift one to the other to move back and forth. So if you're on top of a color and it's and you match another one, it's going to disappear, you're going to fall. Yes. So it's almost like you have to jump, switch the color sometimes, am I right? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's cool. another thing that that's, is cool. that they do. And the same with the blocks, too. If you're moving one and, say, you've got an orange block and there's a red block, uh, you know, in its way, if you go to red, then you can move the orange block on the other side of it, then shift back and move the red into the into the way. So if, if you're <coughs> on that color, everything disappears. Right. So it's, it's like it doesn't exist. Right. So that's how you have to manage the, the puzzles. And stuff that's like cool. that. So it's it's very unique. And, it is. It you know, sounds I played unique. it for a little bit, and I was like, <laughs> I, I, I want to continue on with this, but uh, I just I wanted to move on as well because it was 
I don't know. It's a brain teaser, and sometimes you got to move on. Yeah, that's how I feel lately. But it, but it, I'll definitely come back to it. Yeah, I, it sounds cool. Like I'm intrigued by, it, by mm-hmm. just hearing you talk about it. I really, I kind of want to, I kind of want to play it. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend it. Yeah, I, I think recommend I, I'll it take to your all recommendations. The, the people listening right now. Yeah, all seven of you. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's just two of you listening right now. Right, right, right now. Moment. Two of us are listening. But but on Monday. On Monday. Hopefully there will be more people. Five I'd love more. to know how many people actually listen. Yeah, I mean, if we, they would... we, we have an idea of who does listen, Yeah, but that's just an idea. Yeah. We don't know for sure that they even We get a lot of plays. Like We have a lot of plays. You, you think about 21, this would be number 22. Mm-hmm. We're getting close to 1,000 plays, am I right? Uh, yeah, we're up there. Yeah, so that's that's a lot of plays. It is. I'm I'm happy. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. thank you, fans. Let's we get got a lot of we got started. we did get a lot of attention for that uh, twelve days of indie, but yeah, but honestly, that's more for them than us. Yeah, no, that's exactly what we wanted to do. Yeah, no. I mean, like toys so, for tots and stuff like that. That's awesome. Like every little kid should have a great Christmas. Hmm. And that started yesterday, right? It did. Yeah. And if, if you're not aware, we're going to plug it one more time. Twelve days of indie is going on right now on Twitch. Uh, as we speak, you can go to Twitch. TV, or yeah, twitch.tv slash indie, and uh, you can see who's ever is playing at the time. I don't know. Yeah. I don't have a schedule, but someone will be playing. Someone will be uh, pushing this charity, earning money for Toys for Tots. If Indy's on there, tell him he has a sweet beard. Mm-hmm. He has a sweet beard. He does. That's a, it's a Santa Claus type beard, mm-hmm. but it's not white. So you can't call him Chris Kringle. I had to call him like Peter Kringle. <laughs> okay, yeah. Peter has all the color in his beard. That's right. So, uh, yeah, again, if you've got time, go over there, check that out. Chuck in a buck, help him out. Yeah, throw a dollar in. It's not going to hurt you. If if 12,000 people throw a dollar in, it's $12,000. That's right. Look it, at that. It adds up. That's math. It is math, and I did not use, um, what's that new... I didn't use the core method with the blocks. Yeah, we don't need that. That shit pisses me off. It's just, it's unnecessary. Like two, two plus two plus is not four anymore. Yeah. It's four, it's red blocks. <laughs> I mean, how hard is it to, to figure out 20 plus five? You just add the five. Up, and yeah. And there you go. Cross out the zero and bring the five up. No, like, you got to break no, it no, down into gotta, yeah. four fives. And that's so stupid. And the other five. Yeah, it's dumb. Why? That's the only thing I feel like uh, Obama did wrong was in p- implementing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this ain't politics. But I just no. want to point that out there. I loved Obama. Um, we probably lost about five uh, the five you know <laughs> viewers. <laughs> but th- th- that's the one thing he sucked on. I don't. Know, I think he should have uh, not done it. But maybe it sounded like a good idea. They all have things that are messed up. Mm-hmm. Well, why hadn't Trump got rid of that? I don't know. He's tried to do everything Maybe that's else. What, what, we need to push that for Trump. <laughs> Tell him, say, look, man, this Common Core thing, that's an Obama thing. You need to get rid of that Yeah. right now. I don't want him to do good, but like I want him to get rid of that. Well, see, we just manipulate the situation to where he'll say, Obama did that, it's gone. Here, I, I got rid of that bigly, 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 bigly. All right, well, what, let's get this shit started. Get, yeah, before oh. we get into <laughs> deep politics, uh, let's get into the news. <laughs> news. First up, uh, during a presentation for investors, EA Chief Financial Advisor or Officer Blake Jorgensen defended the decision to shut down Visceral Games. 
Uh, he mentioned that Visceral had shrunk in size over the past five or six years, and it was about down to 80 developers, which they considered subscale. Yep. Uh, yeah. Uh, he also said that the studio was trying to build a game that was going to push gameplay to the next level, but as reviews uh, continued, or by EA continued, the game seemed much more linear than expected and felt that players don't enjoy that style of game <laughs> as they did five or ten years ago. Is that true? No. No. <laughs> I can't stand that thought. They, they're the, they're one of them. They do it all the time. Uh, a linear experience is, uh, is terrible. Like, I don't understand that. Like, Sometimes I, love, I want a linear yes, experience. God, I don't want to have to worry about everybody around me. I just mm -hmm. want you to tell me a good story, let me in, let me depict how it goes, and just get the hell out of the way. Yeah, there are just so, some games I don't want open world. I, I really don't. Um, no. So, I, yeah, I didn't quite agree with that statement. He also goes on to point out that the decision was economical, feeling that recouping the cost of making the game would be improbable, and shutting down the studio would be the most viable choice, saying that you have to cut the bridge when you realize you can't make a lot of money on something. That cut is the EA in a nutshell. Yeah, you cut the bridge, <laughs> and then you can't get back across yeah. the son of a bitch. I mean, that's that's no different than what they did to Nintendo, like we mentioned last yeah. week with the Wii U. As soon as they realized they couldn't make money, they're like, nope, we're done. They cut that bridge quick. <laughs> even though even though at the beginning they were like, yeah, we're going to support this. We're, we're here for the long haul. Wee, 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 wee. They lied. They lied. They, so, that's why they get worse company in America. So every right year. there, you have in a nutshell everything EA stands for. Yeah, I don't making money. And don't get me wrong, money. I understand it's a business, and that's what it you is, do yeah. in a business. But you can be a decent <laughs> company. Yeah, and still I, make money. I mean, if they, okay, let's be honest. If they've cut down to eighty developers, you've already that's the you've already made your cuts. Mm -hmm. You don't have to close the entire studio, no. especially if they have a game that's going to push, what they say? Uh, push uh, gameplay boundaries. Yeah, okay. That could be something new. What the hell? Why get rid of it? Wait a minute. When they say that, what was that one game where they were they, they announced it at, um, oh, what was that? Oh, I think it was at E3 this year. It was the prison game. Mm. Do you remember? It was like couch co-op. Oh, and one yeah. person played one side of the story. No, it was split screen. Yeah, the whole yeah, deal. Yeah. Who was making that game? I don't recall. It wasn't Visceral, was it? I don't think so because wasn't that one of those PlayLink games? No, it wasn't PlayLink because only Sony games do that, mm. or, or any of the games. That, but I mean, I can't say that only Sony games do that. But I just felt like that they were involved. Or that was like one of the the aspects. Of it. I could be wrong. I no, it was just uh, it was split. It, they were talking about couch co op and yeah. how that had gone away, and it was uh, a split screen. Um, you seen your character's perspective, and the other person played another one. You have to work together, and there's other times when you're like one guy's on this side of the wall and another one. Ah, I can't remember. Yeah, I know what you're what talking about. What was the name I of can't that? Remember the name they were of in it. prison, like... and you enlisted the help of somebody in prison. Mm -hmm. And I cannot think of the name of it. It looked, I mean, it was one of the games where I'm like, wow, EA actually has a good idea. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I can't remember the studio that was pushing it. Luck, knowing our luck, it'll be this one. I know, that's, the th that's what I'm worried about because I was, that was one of the games that I was wanting to play. That and um, Anthem. Mm -hmm. That game looks awesome. Yeah. 
I don't know. We'll, we'll do a little digging into that and try to find I out. Think Bioware I was, know what you're talking about. I just can't remember the name. Bioware was making Anthem. I'm going to Google that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's worth a Google. While you're Googling, I'm going to move on. Uh, now, last week we mentioned that the Gaming Commission in Belgium had ruled that loot boxes in gaming are classified as gambling and have been pushing to ban them in Europe. The UK Gaming uh, Gambling Commission, however, has stated that since the prizes unlocked in loot boxes are usable only in the game in which they are won and cannot be cashed out, they feel it doesn't fit the bill for licensable gambling activity. That said, the commission is still expressing concerns over the practice in gaming. Now, the commission said, while the line between video gaming and gambling is becoming increasingly blurred, Its job is to step in when the practice meets the definition of gambling under UK law. Here in the United States, the SRB determined loot boxes were not gambling under its own criteria. Um, I don't know. Where where do you think this is going? We've we've talked about this for the last couple of weeks. Do do you really feel like this is going to hit where loot boxes are gambling? Because I I feel like they're, they're reaching for a solution. To get rid of this stuff, but I don't feel like it's going to happen. No, I think it'll happen everywhere but here. Mm-hmm. I, and I wish that they would just come in and... Because I'm okay with loot boxes, but they need to have like... Like, okay, well, we have six loot boxes. Pick which one you want to buy. Mm-hmm. Not the randomized shit. Not um, There's a chance that you're going to buy... You're going to get the same red scarf seven times. You know yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I just... I don't like that idea. I don't like the chance that you won't get anything because that's how I feel. When that's why I don't buy any of the, like the Madden Ultimate Team stuff. I've got into that a little bit and it's fun. But I started buying those cards. I spent ten dollars, mm-hmm. and by the end of that ten dollars, I realized that I started getting the same thing over and over. And they start promising you like when you read the description, oh, you get three regular player cards, uh, two silvers, and one gold when you mm-hmm. spend this amount of money. Well, that's what I bought. I, sp- I bought four packs. And by the end of it, I realized, man, I, the gold players that they're giving me are not that good. Like, by the fourth one, I got one. Mm-hmm. One good one good uh, gold player. But it's it's the same thing with that stuff. Yeah. It's, I don't know, man. I, I understand the whole gambling aspect, but also, why not just have player packs that you know who are in it? I mean, they give away that one guy anyway. Mm-hmm. But I guess... I don't know. I don't know. Like, they have a trading market. Why not do that and then emphasize, hey, you can go on the market and trade these guys. Hmm. Do that. I don't know. I don't like the whole aspect of you might get something good and you might not for the money. Because when I spend my money, I want to know that I'm going to get my money's worth. Yeah. Now, if you're spending real money, I feel like you should be entitled to something. I feel like that's just a that should be a prerequisite. If I'm sitting there earning and grinding through normal gameplay... Then yeah, maybe the odds are lower, but when right. you buy real money, your odds go up completely. Exactly, it yeah. should be like a guarantee. It should all yeah. So yeah, I, I just I feel like that at some point because I'm I'm kind of getting tired of talking about it. It's it is, it's, but it's a big deal right now, man. It's yeah. it's it could change the entire landscape of how we play our games mm-hmm. and microtransactions. In yes, general. and I've said, I mean, think about it. These came from our cell phones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they absolutely. they obviously made a shit ton of money, and they seen it. Mm-hmm. And once they smell, they're like sharks, man, in the water, and they smell blood, man. They're gonna go to it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even consumer friendly companies like Sony, 
they're doing it. They're talking about doing microtransactions. Mm-hmm. I don't like when I hear that. But uh, as I've stated before, I'm trying to understand where they're coming from. If they oh, have to recoup their money somewhere. Right. But there's always a classy way to do it. Right. And that's the thing. Is like Sony's been classy. Like they did microtransactions with um, one of the first ones I remember them doing it real big with was The Last of Us. I don't know why that one stands out in my head, but they had all kinds of stuff that you could buy for online. Hmm. You know, like just it was appearance stuff. Nothing that you needed. If it's just if you wanted it, because customization is a big thing to some people. Yeah. Like me, I just get on there and play with the vanilla dude they give you. You know, I don't really care about customization unless I really get into it. Yeah. No, but at I'm, first, I don't. And I'm I'm a sucker for it. I, I right. love customizing. But if like that's said, all it is, though, I don't care. Yeah. If it's like, hey, this pack has this, this, and this, and it's just all stuff that does not help me win the game, mm-hmm. I don't care. Microtransaction the hell out of me. Yeah. But if it comes down to me having to have this stuff to win the game, just like the Madden Ultimate stuff, I'm not for that. Mm. Because that's, that's where the line needs to yeah, be. I just I don't. And, and if they ever get to like we've said last week, they ever get to the point where you can play three times today, and you pay a dollar and you can play more. Oh Jesus! I'm done gaming, dude. Yeah, I am done. I think at some point they'll realize where they've... I'm really hoping that this will kind of open the eyes of everybody else. Because, yeah. I, I mean, honestly, I don't feel like anybody but EA is the one that's really going to be pushing this. Because that, I think the a only lot of other that, developers know better. Yeah. You I know? mean, even Activision hadn't just hung their hat on this shit. No. EA is, like, all up in it. Like, they're, they're like Trump and Russia. And see, and I keep using Injustice as a great example since it's so fresh in my mind. Everything that they do. I could sit here and argue about the loot boxes that are in that, but it never feels like that I'm having to pay to win. Right. I earn so many of these as long as I'm, I'm, you know, fighting and doing what I'm supposed to. Right. Just playing the game. I I get stuff all the time. I've got stuff that I've sold because I don't need it. Right. So you just you get them from gameplay. You don't have yeah, to buy real money to get these. There, that's you not, even get bonus stuff in between matches if you do certain things. Yeah, that's not micro to me that's not microtransactions. No. You can buy them. Yeah, no, that's okay. And and there are even like color shaders, uh well basically color shaders and maybe even some premiere skins that are <clears throat> you can you can get the credits for them. Right. But they're harder to get, you know. I guess you have to do special things to earn the credits to unlock them straight out. Right. Or you can buy credits and then use them to do that. Now, I actually did some math because I will say that I spent a, a teeny little bit of money on the credits because there were two Premier skins that I really wanted. But at the end of the day, we're talking $5 is all I spent. On right. Two skins and still had plenty of extra credits left and over. And you didn't have to have those to win. That's just something no. you wanted. That's just something I wanted. Absolutely. I'm okay with that. So for me, I was like, I'm justifying five bucks for essentially two new characters. Right. And that and that's a, that was a steal as far as I was concerned. Right. So I, I did that. But like you said, I didn't have to pay to win. It was yeah. something that I, I thought, why not? I want this. I'm going to get it. Yeah. And I got it. Definitely. But you get in a game. Say you get into Injustice, you start playing online, mm-hmm. and people are whooping your ass, and you start and noticing, hey, the only reason they're winning is because they bought these microtransactions that helped them win. And and that is something I'm, I'm curious about, too, because I've gotten on there, and it's, what, it shows, it's exactly the reason I want to play online. <laughs> yeah, these I, guys, I don't want to be a sore loser, but it's like, God damn, why can't I... 
you know, catch a break. What am I doing wrong? I feel like I do pretty good because I play the regular game. Right. I don't, you know, crank it down to easy. <clears throat> I'm always playing on medium. I tell you what you need to do. You get the pro in there, right? Yeah. Play it with a wired controller. And go in there and look. I think there's a setting you can go to. Gets rid of that little that little lag or mm-hmm. latency between the controller. And I think that's what it is. Like on those uh, timing-based games like that, Yeah. I think that's got a big deal to do with it. I don't want to be a sore loser. I'm just saying. No, no, I know. Well, you got to think. Like it's the same thing with like Madden and Call of Duty. Some yeah. people just open the thing, put it directly in there, and, mm-hmm. and just start going online. And maybe they win a bunch at the beginning, and then they get or they get their ass whooped. I don't know, but it's I'm old school like I play the single player first you know right. I go through I enjoy every bit of the game and then I then I venture onto online if I like the game I don't just jump into online right so I don't know well we'll move on um tidbits tidbits Little tidbit early adopters of the Xbox One X are in for a treat oh my god what is it is Microsoft a... is showing its appreciation by giving owners a Blow free digital 4k copy oh my god of the lego batman movie <sighs> batman the codes have been sent out via xbox live messages it's unclear how many they have sent out and if there is a certain date of purchase to be eligible. So you get three days like they're going to send that thing <laughs> it's gonna be like the well, ring you think that you're gonna get a call like- from phil spencer you got seven days you got to download it in seven days you think, i mean no it's cool that they're giving away a movie <laughs> think, but yeah. you think it would be kind of like, hey guys, um, we're starting to do this. So if you want to get on this, you got until say the end of the year, and you can get one. Right. But they haven't given a date. It's just no. like Mm-mm. if you bought it here, here's a movie for you. Why not? Yep. That's what I liked about like I don't know if you got it or not. Like when I bought my pro and when I bought my initial PlayStation, the first one, mm-hmm. Sony gave me ten dollars. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. Like, you know how much money they probably like. You figure they they sold a million. That was ten million dollars. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not making fun of them for the movie or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, I'm not. Because that's, I would say awesome. that that particular one probably looks pretty awesome. I'll bet 4K. it does in 4K. Yeah. I've noticed with my, like, I just got that 4K TV. Mm-hmm. 280 bucks, 55 inch. I, I got wow. it. I had. I could not pass it up. You know yeah, what I mean? If I'd have seen that, I wouldn't have either. Yeah, I could not pass that up. I didn't even need a TV, but I was like, I got to have that one. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but I can tell that just on my cross media bar, Mm-hmm. For my PlayStation 4, my Pro. Dude, it's so crisp and clear. It It is... I understand the, the push for 4K gaming now. Mm-hmm. You know, because... I don't know why just that little bit of something adds to it. <laughs> I'm like, look, I can see that bull's penis. Like, when I, I, it's in 4K. Hey, it might actually help me. I have to wear my glasses to game now. So oh, dude, I was looking... I was, you remember the first time you looked at 1080p, you had to squint your eyes and like, yeah, damn, like, this hurts my eyes. Like, it's, I, I got sick. I remember the very first time that I got sold on the idea of HD because, you know, during, I guess, the transition, there was that, that moment where it was just like, well, what's the difference really? Right. You know, what what is it? Yeah, you, you know? just hear it. But yeah. when you have to see it. I saw The Dark Knight on HBO and HD, and it uh-huh. just like, I was like, oh my God, yeah. this looks great. It yeah. was just how deep the colors were. The colors is what how, gets you. Crisp. You know, crisp the the picture i was like i was blown away and then at that point i was like well i'm getting blu-rays yeah so <laughs> i remember uh when when uh all the uh news channels started switching over to mm-hmm. hd and i guess like they wasn't wearing makeup <laughs> i don't do they looked like 
it looked like death warmed over some of them. You know, like Paul, like Bob Bueller. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. damn, Bob, you look terrible. Like, but then they started wearing like all chair, kinds man. of makeup after that. Like mm-hmm. they, I guess they started getting, hey, look, Bob looks terrible. We need to do something about Bob Mueller. <laughs> it was funny, dude. Well, yeah. HD is a, uh, well, 4K, I guess, the way to go. I'm going to have to get on that train eventually. I know I will. It, well, I mean, you think about it. Last year, I looked through the 4K TVs, mm-hmm. and they didn't really have anything big. I'm not going down in size. I've never been a downsizer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if if I'm going to buy something, I'm either going to stay the same or I'm going to go up. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to get a little better in some way. Like, this time it's 4K. But you know, I thought I was gonna sneeze. Um, false alarm. Get it out. Uh, the uh, last year they were all still around a thousand dollars for smaller TVs. So I'm glad I didn't jump on it last year. Yeah, two hundred and eighty dollars. And it's a sharp TV. It's it's not. It's a name brand. It's not mm. like high sense. That's good. Which I still would have probably bought a high sense. They're pretty good TVs. Perhaps. Perhaps. Or or a Kobe. <laughs> An element. <laughs> That's my favorite one, the element. Element. Who the hell buys an element? People who don't have a lot of money. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, you go look at some of these TVs like element. They're probably made by Sony. Mm, <laughs> like probably. Sony, they, you look in the book and it says, hey, these guys, Sony made this. It's like, yeah, but there was something wrong with it. They just slapped a new name on <laughs> it. Just, you peel the sticker off and it says Sony underneath the element <laughs> sticker. Anyway, uh, I'm moving on. Moving on. Uh, last month, Epic Games began taking action against Fortnite players who had used and were allegedly associates of the site Addicted Cheats to obtain aimbots that would give them the competitive edge in their game. I really believe that they use that. Oh, that's another game I played this week, Fortnite. Fortnite. Yep. Uh, these cheat services actually cost money, which is insane, with <laughs> players paying around 5 to $15 a month just to cheat. Damn. Just I'm in cheat. the wrong business, dude. Why can't yeah. we make that shit up? I don't know. I make an aimbot. What's the aimbot do? Just help you aim? Well, I'm I'm gonna assume there's some. I don't know. I'd have to play Fortnite to find out. Maybe it uh, cheats your aim. So if you Maybe. feel like you're you're always targeted on your character, you know the funnest part of Fortnite is jumping out of the bus. <laughs> then after that, you just that die. Means. I mean, you, you just die. You just die. Huh? Like, you land. If you land where there's other people. And you don't get a gun, mm-hmm. you are completely just effed. Effed in the B. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I like it and then I don't. I don't know. Yeah. That's, that's I, I like PUBG better. PUBG, it seemed like when you get in PUBG, one, it's more realistic. Two, when you hit the ground, there's guns. Yeah. Like this one, man, there's no, I just feel like I don't want a damn tactical shotgun. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and they don't do it right anyway. The shotgun, like if I ain't from here to the wall, like it ain't going to even hurt you. Right. You can get sprayed with some bullets. Stupid. Now, Epic Games have chosen this course of action after deciding that the modification of the game's code is against Fortnite's end-user license agreement and copyright act. Um, I'm going to assume, like I said, this just makes you, you know, unmissable. Like your bullseye uh, I guess it does like shot. a... When if you pulled an aim, like to... Pulled your gun up to aim, it would stick to you maybe. So Probably, Maybe, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It aim sounds, assist. It's a, it definitely sounds like a big cheat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Call of Duty has aim assist. Mm-hmm. Now, the company said Epic is not okay with the ongoing cheating or copyright infringement from anyone. 
at any age. As previously stated, we take cheating very seriously and we will pursue all available options to make sure that our games are fun, fair, and competitive for all players. I'm good with that. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, one out of the two plaintiffs in the case was revealed to actually be a 14-year-old boy whose mother is actually trying to build a countersuit against Epic Games. Now, she addressed the court through a letter attacking Epic Games, pointing out what she considers to be their missteps, such as the terms of service for the game requires parental consent for a minor, which she says she never gave. Now, this kid's a cheater. What kid's just going to go ask their mom right. for... Mom, can I for, cheat? Yeah, parental... Even to play the game. I mean, come on. Yeah. Hey, mom, look, I, I, look, mom, I just need permission to... I need $15. Mm-hmm. To go play this game. And, and I'm going to cheat. Mm-hmm. Please, Mom. It's just a game, Mom. It's just all it's doing is like I can just shoot people. Yeah. Okay, Billy. Are you okay with that? Can I shoot Okay, people? Billy. Here's $15. Yeah. Uh, she also goes on to say that the case is based on a loss of profits despite being a free-to-play game and said that her son is being used as a scapegoat to pr- uh, avoid pursuing the companies providing the software <laughs> to cheat. According- yeah, you know, they did offer the game for free. Yeah, they did. And the, like to me, I haven't seen any microtransactions. It's kind of like a beta for the game. I, I do know that there is you can pay. Like there is a pay version. Right. But again, it's But the pay play. version is the the version of the game where you play with it's the co-op version. Okay. It's where like waves of zombies come at you and you try to build a fort. Mm-hmm. And you survive the night. Fortnite. Fortnite. Do you know how long a Fortnite is? Uh, was it like two days? I think it's days? two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Okay. I, I got the two part right. A fortnight is two weeks. Okay. And why, why would it? Hey, I've seen you in a fortnight. Damn. It's a long time. It is. I missed you. <laughs> anyway, according to the lawsuit itself, uh, it actually accuses the kid of being one of the software's creators, something that the mother also vehemently denies. I think that's kind of a stretch. 14-year-old kid. I'm not, I'm not saying that there's not a 14-year-old boy that couldn't. Yeah. But to have a company? He's got a company. I mean, there's a company behind this, this cheating software. So I can't really see... I don't know. It's a it's a, it's a, a bit of a stretch. Bit yeah. of a stretch. I mean, I guess the mom's just protecting her kid. Yeah. Now, obviously, you can't legally sue a minor directly, which begs the question, did Epic know the full identity of who they were accusing before filing the lawsuit. Now, considering that the mother also pointed out that the company violated Delaware minor protection laws by releasing information about her son to the public, I would say maybe not. You mean to tell you what's going to happen? Well, let me let me finish. <laughs> uh, Epic did release a statement saying that this particular lawsuit arose as a result of the defendant filing a DMCA counterclaim to take to a takedown notice on the on a YouTube video that exposed and promoted Fortnite Battle Royale cheats and exploits. Under these circumstances, the law required that we file a suit or drop the claim. So maybe they were just going through the proper channels, did not realize that it was a kid. Okay, well, let's think about this. If he started his own company, mm-hmm. he's obviously smart. Yeah. So... He probably knows the avenues to go. He probably what 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 should I do? Yeah. Okay, well this is the avenue I should go. Okay, I'm gonna do it. Like he's probably advanced in his brain, mm-hmm. other than a regular 14 year old. So he's like, I'm gonna protect what I made. This he's probably made a lot of money on this. If he made uh, this, obviously, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So 
That's probably where he's at. Perhaps. So yeah. we'll see. I, I, I'm not quite sure who I, I believe here. <laughs> I just I do agree with Epic Games and their fight for yeah. keeping gaming fun for everybody because the, yeah. the online community is playing games on certain games it's just so toxic yeah dude and, and it, it ruins so much they all get like that after a while and it's like as long as the company stays on it they got their watchdogs mm-hmm. it's okay like call of duty modern warfare is the first one i remember this in after a certain period of time they just stopped caring about what went on and then all of a sudden you had people the flying saucer cheat where they would do something and shoot the ground and they would shoot straight up in the air and they would just be at the top of the map and just start shooting you. You know, and and who who does that who does that help? Like, what, why is that fun to people? I don't know. That's what I ask. Like, why are you having fun doing that, dude? Like, the whole fun of this is run around and try not to die. Like, if you can go up there and just shoot everybody, then what's the fun of it? Yeah, because you, you're taking the fun out of it for everybody else. And then you're just kind of sitting there like a stump on a log. You yeah, know? they're worse than the kid running around with the bazooka. Mm-hmm. I mean, I almost understand why that kid's doing that. He's trying to get an achievement. He's got to kill five people with that bazooka to, to get that achievement. Okay. You know what? I would actually almost respect somebody say, hey, look, I'm trying to get an achievement. Could you help me out? Because yeah. I would love that for Injustice. That's that's one of those games that I've looked over and I said, you know, there's, there's a part of me that could almost try to platinum this, but the online stuff is where I just draw the line. Right. Because it's like you have to to fight so many matches, or there was like King of the Hill matches, and you have to beat five or ten matches. Doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're fighting a bunch of people, mm-hmm. and I, I do, you know there you have no idea who you're coming across. Like I've come across little cheaters right. who just like to sit there and you know spam Sweet a button. Kick. And it's yeah. like, dude, stop, stop. You know, okay, fine, that's what you're gonna do. Screw it, we're done. You know, and then you find actual people who will fight, you know, normal fights with you. Right. But if, I, I, it's just, it's so frustrating to try and go after such a simple thing when you have no idea who you're dealing with. And that's, that's where my frustration with online stuff goes. Because yeah. you, you always encounter some little jackass. Oh my God. And kids are the worst. Yeah. Because they don't care. No, they, they have don't. they have no respect anymore. We're not all right. I'm gonna stop because boy, I could go on a tangent right now. There's a whole <laughs> other a whole, podcast for that. There is. It's just a different culture, like from us growing up. You know, we didn't have online. They've grown up with online, so mm-hmm. it's just different for them. And but I even mean, still, there's yeah some form of respect you could have. Yeah, that you know, and they have none. They're entitled. They're entitled. Mm-hmm. Little millennial bastards. All right. <laughs> um, moving on. Black Friday uh, was last weekend. It was. Uh, we actually saw a trend in uh, e-commerce surge this year, increasing 17% from last year. Now, mobile devices were actually used for 54.3% of visits and 39.9% of online revenue on Black Friday, with right. smartphones accounting for about 44.6% of all visits and 26% of revenue. Average order volume was up 0.9% at about $135. For the second consecutive year, e-commerce activity on Thanksgiving Day surpassed Black Friday activity with average order values of about $154 on Thursday versus $142 on Friday. Now, uh, the top-selling products on Black Friday included the Google Chromecast, which I actually have one. I just don't use it. What is Google Chromecast? 
Essentially, it's a, a device you plug into the back of your TV. Oh, so it's kind of like a fire stick. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> At least the one I have is not. Okay. You, you'd think it would, because that's what I kind of thought it was going to be. But I can then take my phone and link it to that. Like Apple then, TV. Yeah. And then okay. just watch whatever's on my phone. On my gotcha. TV. Okay. But I have most of the apps on my phone, on my TV, or my PlayStation. Right, yeah. So it's just kind of like, eh. there, yeah. there are occasional things, but not very many. Right. So yeah. I feel like it was it was pretty cheap, but still felt like it was 20 bucks wasted. I feel like stealing my mom and dad's Apple TV because they never use it, so I can do that sometimes. I mean, if, you, if you've got a, a use for it, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, maybe if I didn't have all the, the apps that I do, maybe it would come in handy there's probably one or two i could probably use it for i don't know like if my internet would do it though yeah you, that's you know, net and all well i i don't know if i don't know do you can can i hook to it with and use my data on my phone i would imagine you could yeah you know I think I try it use out my, yeah because they, they should connect uh, maybe bluetooth yeah i don't i don't know we try that it, it has to be something like that. I'm almost positive. I can't remember. I did I, I did my mom and dad's. I set their thing up, and, I, and I, they haven't used it at all. They're mm-hmm. just not tech-friendly, you know? Yeah. So. Anyway, um, other items were the Apple AirPods. What is that? That is the earbuds that they're about this big, and they just sit in your ear, and they're, they're Bluetooth uh, pretty much. Gotcha. Uh, the Sony PlayStation VR. PJ Masks. <gasps> dun, dun, my little girl loves that. Yeah, so does mine. Yeah. Uh, Hatchinimals, hatch, hatchimals, 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 <laughs> and collectibles, collectibles. Oh, what's uh, I don't that? know what that is. I don't, I don't either. Hatchimals and collect collectibles. That's some uh, kids wonder, today. You know, you know like the hatchimal thing is pretty cool. Like Peyton got one last year. Mm-hmm. And it's a big egg, right? And you warm it up, and the longer you warm it up, all of a sudden a little son of a bitch inside like <laughs> starts poking through, and it's pretty cool. I mean, like that was a ge- ingenious little thing. Like everybody went crazy for that shit last yeah. year. Like a Furby, but not really. Yeah. And an egg. They are. They're like Furbies. You know what they do that that Furbies don't do? That's way easier. Hmm. Is they let you reset it and start over. Wow. Like these little these little egg, uh, not the eggs, but the um. The little hatchimal, mm-hmm. like grows, like it doesn't grow. Like I guess its brain enhances the whole time you mm-hmm. teach it more stuff, and you can actually see it more so than the Furby. I think that's where they screwed up with the Furby. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking about toys now. This we is are. video games. Yeah, well, we're getting to it. Uh, w- outside of that, <laughs> Super Mario Odyssey was the uh, leading game that was sold over the. Don't, I don't believe that. I don't believe With that. the uh, Nintendo Switch and Xbox One X actually being the best-selling consoles. Now, despite that, uh, Sony reported having its most profitable Black Friday in its 22-year history. Uh, yeah, they, they were flying out of there. Mm. I'm not kidding. Now, what's most interesting to note above is the use of mobile, mobile devices versus shopping versus desktop PCs. Uh, studies conducted during the holiday weekend showed that a higher percentage of consumers would ultimately make their final purchase via a desktop, but the number of mobile purchases th- this year did increase. Now, 
I really don't see what the difference is between ordering from your phone or your computer, but maybe there's just some form of comfort to it. They want to know where, if they're not getting it off the PC and they're getting it more on the phone, then they're going to quit making PCs. Well, I think... The fact that, no, the consumer does that. Like, right. why would you look at it on your phone and be like, well, i got to go order it here when you have a button on your phone? Right. Why not just hit the button on your phone? Well, yeah. I, right. I really feel like it's something internal where you just feel like, well, the comfort level's here, so i gotta go. I got to go here and, and fix that. Well, I think it just depends on where you was looking at it at the time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, I actually am starting to feel like more and more people are embracing this idea of e-commerce. Uh, I would assume to avoid... The Black Friday nightmares we've heard about over the past. I've I've been a big advocate for uh, online shopping, so I'm glad it's starting to pick up. Now, granted, it could take, and I, I wouldn't say that brick and mortar shops will ever go out of business. No, it does hurt. But I'll tell you this: as far as Black Friday and Walmart, I was in Walmart. Mm-hmm. It's not bad anymore. It's because, like, I remember six years ago. Well, right before the big online push started mm-hmm. during Black Friday, man, Walmart was, it was like Coachella. And that, <laughs> you know, it was horrible. It was, you could not move. I seen uh, just uh, two people getting fight over a power wheel. I mean, they literally, it was, it looked like a movie. They grabbed it at the same time. Wow. And then they fought. Over like, I movie. thought somebody was going to get stabbed. It was bad. But, Every year since then, it's like less and less and less and less. Like this year, it was not bad at all. Like I got there early to get what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I got everything I wanted. And then we, I guess if it started at six, we got there at four. We got there two hours early. Mm-hmm. Got what we wanted. And then just kind of looked around. I think part of it was waiting in line for the TV that I got. Yeah. I had I had to wait in line till six. Um Got what we wanted, got in line, and we were out of there by 8. You know, it's it's not bad. Nice. I think online shopping really, well, they made. I think they've just made it more accessible every year. Yeah, and it's just, it's so much easier, so you don't have to go. You can right. find everything you yeah. need, and in hopes that whoever it is, Amazon, even Walmart, has their online stock right. supplied, so you yep. don't have to worry about it. Have so. you seen our Walmart lately? They got that big uh, site-to-store delivery method. I've heard of that, but I've not seen it. Oh, man, it is awesome. Like, I'll probably use it this year before Christmas. Nice. Like, you buy it online, you come to the store, you go up to the thing, and you scan your phone mm-hmm. on whatever they have. This thing spins, lowers an elevator, and opens a door, and there's your order. No kidding. Yeah. I'm going to have to check that out. That sounds It's, really it's awesome. this big monstrosity right up front when you go <laughs> in the grocery side. It is amazing. Like, I just want to, like, I'm fixing to order something online. I want to see this thing work. <laughs> Wow. It's cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to check that out. I did not know that they put that in. Yeah, it's it's I'm a couple intrigued. months old. Hmm. I thought it was like a, an elevator. Yeah. Like, man, they got a second floor in Walmart now. <laughs> nice. All right, well, moving on. Moving Another on. Another little tidbit. Tidbit. Uh, PUBG is currently in development for mobile platforms. Don't understand that. Uh, publisher Tencent. I'm going to say Tencent. That's what it looks like to me. Tencent. Uh, announced that it was working with developer Bluehole to port PUBG to smartphones with the mobile version to be released first in China. 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 No release date has been announced or information provided in regards to plans to launch the game in other countries. I will say that maybe China. China is. Um, China. Is. Uh, 
maybe like their testing grounds to yeah. see if it, it does well. And then if it does, then they'll port it overseas to the States and whatnot. Uh, but would that be fun? PUBG on a phone? Yes. No, 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 no. No, no not on a phone. No. Okay. PUBG is awesome. Like, I've not played it, just watched it, and I want to play that game so bad. Fortnite is exactly like PUBG, but like I said, there's there's differences that just make me... It's got me, its issues. Yeah, it's got its issues. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing is like, it forces you to use teamwork. I mean, you can go in it by yourself and go alone, but it forces you, if you go into like squad-based mm-hmm. matches, you have to be with your team. You have to use the team. And there's cars, you know, you can get, there's a car every now and again, you get in, it's got limited gas, so you gotta, damn, this car's out of gas, we can't use it. But man, some of the funniest ones is people getting in cars and taking off to a different spot, trying to get in, because the circle closes, and you have to be within the circle, or your character's dead. Yeah. And that's, to me, is the beauty part of that game, it forces everybody to a certain spot, it funnels you in, and like, if you get lucky and guess the center of the spot, the last spot, then you're set up. So you're good. You might be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Get your chicken dinner. That's what you win, a chicken dinner. Is that what, That's what you yeah, win. I've always heard this winner, winner, chicken dinner yeah. thing. I don't understand, but I'm not part of the, the lexicon with it. It's a, it's a the game. absolutely just, I don't know, they, it, it looks, it's awesome looking game. I definitely want to check it out at some point. But I'm not getting an Xbox One X to get that. I am not either. Speaking of which, that's a good segue. I, I planned that. Studio MDHR, soon-to-be-classic Cuphead, has reportedly sold one million copies on Steam. That's good. Cuphead is one of the few games that have passed one million sales point in 2017. Uh, This indie run-and-gun game has topped Divinity, Original Sin 2, Black Desert Online, and Ghost Recon Wildlands. Now, what's interesting about this is Studio MDHR, they really need to work on that, uh, has not revealed the overall sales for platforms, which would only be the Xbox. Based on information already available, it would seem that 60% of all sales from the game are on PC, which yeah. would indicate to me how much of a failure this game would have been if it was just an Xbox-only exclusive. Well, to me, it shows that the play anywhere or you don't just it's not going to be only on xbox you can also get on a pc thing is hurting their console i I mean i also feel like that i really feel like the xbox players are not pc gamers no they are completely different yeah beast they're 12 year olds that get on your nerves when you play uh online games (laughs) yeah I, i just i really feel like that Cuphead was not meant for Xbox gamers. No. I mean, you have some out there that are playing it, apparently, but I feel like the sales figures alone say enough. Right. I, I really do. And and PC gamers are a lot more uh, open to new things. Yeah. And experimenting. I mean, obviously, we've seen the outrageous amount of games that come out. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just I feel like the game would have flopped if they just said Xbox only. Xbox yeah. only. Well, you know, I think that's what they're doing also is like maybe solidifying the fact that these games can be successful if they're publishing them mm-hmm. because they're going to automatically come out on two two platforms. Yeah. So it's, they're going to have to keep it up that way if they're especially going to make games like that. Yeah. Because that game did not deserve to be a failure. No, I'm not saying no, it Lord is, no. but... I wish they would have come out on PlayStation. Yeah, it needs to. It probably right, won't, well, Moving on. Um, almost a year ago, I can't believe it's been that long, 
Uh, Square Enix announced a multi-game partnership with Marvel that would begin with an unnamed Avengers project to be developed by Crystal Dynamic, who did uh, Tomb Raider, with some assistance from Eidos Montreal, the developers behind Thief and the Dusex series. I still need to play that new one. Um, Which one? Dusex. The, what is it? Was it like um, Mankind Divided? The yeah. One? I still haven't played that. Yeah. Heard it. It got mixed reviews. I haven't played it either. I like the other one, though. Yeah. Uh, Details about the game are scarce outside of some information mentioning an original storyline, much like the PS4's upcoming Spider-Man game, and a universe in which fans can enjoy for years to come. Now, that last statement indicates that the game will follow the games as a service model that is becoming more and more popular. If you're unfamiliar with that term, it's essentially a way for a developer slash publisher to make money off of a game for as long as possible, whether it be through downloadable content, cosmetic microtransactions, or even good old-fashioned loot boxes. Now, Square Enix has been uh, recently more committed to this trend with games like Hitman and Final Fantasy XV following these models and even stating publicly that they would approach game design with that mindset to generate reoccurring revenue streams. Mm. Now, last week, Square Enix CEO Yasuki Masuda provided a few additional tidbits about the upcoming Avengers project, saying that the company is dedicating uh, considerable development resources to the developers to make this happen, and everything he has seen thus far is amazing. I the can't wait to see it. is quite revealing, showing how much Square <laughs> Enix is banking on their partnership with Marvel. It also indirectly supports a rumor that floated around that uh, Square Enix released IO Interactive because of this project, given that they are pushing all the resources into the development of these new Marvel games. Now, despite having no information about the game or even a tentative release date, odds are good that we will see this game somewhere between uh, now and next year, or at least maybe a, you know a preview, possibly at E3, maybe with a release date poised between the release of the upcoming Infinity War and yeah. the currently untitled Avengers 4 in 2019. I say we'll see it at, at E3. Possibly CES, you know. Yeah, I think we'll, we'll see something about it because they were even talking about uh, some announcements coming up. Uh, I think we mentioned that last week. They had some announcements, and I'd actually forgotten about that one until now. But now, mm-hmm. I mean, it's one of those stories that kind of pops up and bobs his head up every now and again. It's like, hey, we're still working on this. Like, oh, yeah. Right. I remember. And we got PSX coming up this weekend. This oh, coming that's week. Right. So, if I'm not mistaken, did they not announce that at a PlayStation thing? Um, or am I just? I don't recall. I can't remember either. They, they may have. I just I remember they just brought it up and it was like, cool, an Avengers project, awesome. I think it might have been a Microsoft thing. Because hmm. I was worried that it was just going to be on Microsoft because Spider Man was gonna, only going to be on PlayStation. Hmm. But I, I could be wrong on that too. Yeah. No, it'd be silly to keep that from being multi-platform. That would be dumb. Yeah. Last little bit of news and uh, another little tidbit is fans of the original Sony PlayStation can now own a detailed book chronicling the history of the console. The PlayStation Anthology book comes in two forms. The first is a 386-page classic edition that you can get for a retail price of about $44.99. That's low. And the second is a collector's edition, and it is 458 pages long, which includes a complete collector's checklist for all 4,500 games released worldwide. Damn. This version 
uh, is only available from Geek's Line Publishing, Geek's Line Publishing, <laughs> for $52.99. It's not much, that much more. No. Here goes 44 and you You're spend, what, extra eight bucks? Getting, uh, what, another 50, 60, 70 pages? And a checklist. I'm, I'm doing my math pretty quick in my head. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. We're not going to fault you that. You, okay. you got Common Core. I know. <laughs> okay. Now it's time for... What? Weird News. Weird News. thing I have in weird news is uh, players of Star Wars Battlefront 2 have apparently developed a way to take the chore out of level grinding. At hmm. the end of each multiplayer match, you are awarded a small amount of XP. Okay. However, you must be active within the game as standing idle will get you booted from the servers. Which I think is either a good thing or kind of a dick move. No, but I think if you, you can't just have people in there standing there. Yeah. You so, should, good thing. Yeah. So, they did something right. Um... To work around this, some players have actually been strapping rubber bands to their joysticks. Others have actually built automated machines to move around for them. Uh, is, is that really worth doing? I mean, is this game no. right? You're not playing it. What's, well, it the, what's the point of playing having a game to play if you're not playing it? I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't understand this. I would go with the... Uh the rubber band route before I would make a a machine to a machine it. that lets me like it does it all day while I'm at school <laughs> yeah I'm just gonna keep moving yeah oh god children I love it telling you, man. the rubber band method would work yeah to me whatever it's just yeah. <laughs> just makes me sigh and disappointment check out this contraption I made what's it do it moves my controller while yeah. I'm so I'm I, can just, I can just not play this game Jimmy's that I paid cool. money for yeah, you know, what's the 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 rubber band gets to have all the fun. Yeah, I know. Like, God, kids anyway, today. Next bit, I actually have uh, quite a bit of weird news today. Well, that's you know. good. This um, is a there's a lot of weird stuff happening. Yeah. And now, have you ever wanted to see dancing women? Yes. Dancing naked. Yes. From the comfort of your own home. Yes. In virtual reality. Yes. Okay. Well, now Strip there's clubs. a game for that. Oh. It's called Virtual Reality Girls. Oh, nice. It's developed by Eros VR. Okay. It was published on Steam this week. Oh. Only to be promptly removed. Oh. Now, what happened is the Steam community called for its removal, calling what? it pornographic. So? The developer fired back, saying, We do not agree with this decision because there are, not, there are only dancing girls in the game. You can choose an outfit for the girl. You can let her be naked. But nothing more. There is nothing sexual going on. She's just dancing naked. Yeah, or they did it in maybe uh, partially clothed. Grand Theft Auto. Now they are in fact correct about this. The problem came from the accessibility of the game to young viewers. Okay, that's where everybody got up in arms. Pretty now warning. arguments were made in the uh, made in the game's defense, stating that naked women are damaging to children, but not gratuitous violence. You know, which no, you can very, shoot people, but you can't see a titty. Yeah, exactly. And have you noticed that America does have this odd imbalance? Like yes. we embrace violence like no other co country, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. sexual content is just like it's taboo. Yet you go to other countries and it's yeah. right the opposite. Yeah, go to Japan, boy. Yeah. Like I know people that would have their head would explode if they go to Japan. Mm -hmm. It's just insane. Look at all the leather. Now, I would also argue this point: if you're going to make that, you know, comparison. To a VR game where you're just seeing a bunch of 
digital naked dancing girls. What about all the porn that's all over the internet in which they're already on? I know. You know, it's not that's... hard to just search porn and then boom, there it is. Man, it's in everything. Like I watched <laughs> Pop Star last night, never stop, oh, yeah. never stop. <laughs> That scene in the limo, dude. That Come on, man. I was like, what? I had to cover Peyton's eyes. I was like, no. No, look at the pecker. <laughs> then he autographed it. Oh, man, I fell out. What's uh, funny, Daddy? <laughs> nope. Wait till you're wait till you're 18. All right. Last little bit of weird news I have is that Kellogg Cereal Company has teamed up with who? Who have they teamed up with? They have teamed up with EA. With Nintendo oh. to take fans on a breakfast odyssey that will continue <laughs> long after the cereal box is empty. Boom! They're great! That's their words, not mine. Yeah, I like uh, how you said it, though. Say it again. The breakfast odyssey that will continue long after the cereal box is empty with Super Mario breakfast cereal. Ta-da! This limited edition cereal will hit shelves on December 11th with a super mixed berry flavor powered by a colorful Mario-themed marshmallow. <laughs> so you have you know like little uh, Mario question blocks, yeah, and Mario, maybe some the... mushroom marshmallows. Like how? What? Like when the box is empty, what's gonna happen? Oh, let me explain. Please do. Along with being part of a balanced breakfast, this box also comes with collectible artwork and a functionable amiibo. Huh. So, man, you know what this is gonna lead to? People busting ass for a box of cereal. Yeah. So. For five bucks, you get a new Amiibo that does something with your game. I, I don't know anything about Amiibos all that much. I don't either. They're just, just collectible you know, to me. Vaguely things. But uh, I will, I don't want to make this sound bad. I bet they come from China. But I read this official announcement, and it kind of angered me because it was just so cliche, that whole, you know, breakfast odyssey, part of a balanced <laughs> breakfast, blah, blah, blah. It's all this stuff that you've heard, like, in the 80s, and I'm like, yeah. what? What is this? Stop. I don't get it. I don't know. I don't know. It, what kind of amiibos? Do they announce the amiibos that's coming? Like you get a Tony the Tiger amiibo. No, it's just the box is your amiibo. The box? Yeah. Somehow the box acts as an amiibo. So you use that while you're playing Super Mario Odyssey, and then you get stuff. That's why it can Please, still be like, an adventure. Add crickets in right now. <laughs> like what the? What? What? I didn't get a toy in the box. No, the the box is the toy. That's dumb. No, it's 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 revolutionary. It's stupid. I, if I ain't getting a toy to my, if I get to the bottom of a box of cereal and there ain't a damn toy in there, I'm going I'm raging. Well, you just get the box, and it acts as an amiibo. And that's the five dollar amiibo. Yeah. But you got some cereal out of it too. Oh damn! Oh damn, you Nintendo. Remember? Now speaking of which. Uh, it, to some of you out there who might not remember, this is not the first time there have been Nintendo cereals. Do you remember Nintendo cereals? I remember cereal? the Mario Brothers Nintendo cereals. It was Super Mario Brothers and Zelda. So you yeah. had like red and blue cereal pieces it was and like orange yeah. and green <laughs> cereal pieces. Wait, they were together or were they separate? Yeah, they were two bags in the same box. Yes, and the the Zelda one was kind of like Cap'n Crunch. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even remember what they... I, I just remember the box. I remember the bags. I don't remember much beyond that. Stupid. But yeah, there was Nintendo cereal. Nintendo, it's a cereal. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember. I don't remember the damn song. There, there was a song. 
I'm, I'm, I can't believe I just remembered. Yeah, it. but you can play it right now. Okay. Is it playing? Oh, there it is. There it was. <laughs> um, screw that. All right, so that was the end of our weird news. Let's move on to release dates. Uh, <laughs> that was the best weird news you've done, man. Uh, thank you. Uh, on December 5th, we have Dead Rising 4, Frank's Big Package, coming to PS4. Steep Road to the Olympics for PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Destiny 2, Curse of Osiris DLC for, uh, I'm going to assume, PC or some other thing because I don't have it written down. I wonder why. Hmm. <laughs> it's coming. If you don't have it already, it's coming for you. If you're still playing Destiny 2. On December 6th, we have Bravo Team for PSVR. That actually looked pretty good. You know, like, I, I believe I remember seeing that during the E3. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're right, it does. It looks cool as shit. Yeah, I'd like they're, to check they're it out. Starting the, uh, I imagine you can play with the AIM controller. Yeah. That is going to be a Christmas gift. If mm-hmm. you're listening, people... I want I want a an aim controller. Yeah, I would like an aim controller too. Yeah, I think Thank it would you. be awesome. Santa Claus. On December eighth, and I was a little surprised by this one, but I put it down anyway because I, I did some research and I was like, all right, well maybe I missed something. Hello Neighbor is uh, out for Xbox One and PC. I really swore this game was out already. Hello Neighbor. That's what I thought. Yeah, but that maybe where- maybe it's just for Xbox One because I know I've seen people play it on PC. Yeah, that's what so, I thought. Maybe it was like an early access on Steam. Maybe. But hey, like I've said before, all release dates re- release dates are subject dates. to changes. Uh, my words got all messed up. On December 9th, we have Loco Roco 2 remastered for PS4. Yay! Now, uh, we're not done because we also have... The Xbox Live Games for Gold for December Ooh. 2017. Let's see. Let's compare them. Let's let's see which one's better this year. Okay. In this month. Go. All right. For Xbox Live, we have Warhammer in time no. for Xbox One X all month long. See, I don't like how they do that either. Where it's just, you know, limited dates versus just one whole month. That's just kind of weird, you know? What do you mean? Because, the, all right, well, with that, uh, Warhammer says it's all month. That you can get the game. Mm-hmm. Now, back to the oh, future. Oh, so of the after game, that, it's over with. Yeah, back to the future. Of the game, thirtieth anniversary edition, comes to Xbox One X only from December sixteenth to January fifteenth. See what I'm saying? So instead of just doing the full month of December, you have this odd timeline in which to get it. It's almost like they're like, okay, we're we're hoping that nobody pays attention to the dates. Yeah, and it's then just, it drops off, weird. and they don't get it. So and it, they're probably paying for every download. Mm. I don't know. It's, it's That's weird. Strange. Uh, the other games are Children of Eden. Mm-hmm. Uh, will be available December first. Firth. The Firth. The Firth. That's a Mike Tyson thing. Yeah. Santa Claus. December first to the fifteenth uh, for the Connect for the Xbox 360. I didn't think they were still doing that. Okay. I imagine they're just for the adopters that got it. And finally, Marlo Briggs and the Mask of Death for Xbox 360 from December 16th to the 31st. So now, they're offering two games per month for the 360, but why not just offer them for the whole month, both of them? I don't know. That's dumb. I know. Now for PlayStation Plus for the month of December, we have Darksiders 2 Definitive Edition. That's awesome. For the PS4. Never played it. Always wanted to. I'm going so to definitely play it now. That's on it. 
Uh, next is Kung Fu Panda Showdown of Legendary Legends for PS4. Uh, I've never played that, and I probably won't, but probably it looked won't. like uh, Super Smash Brothers. I'll probably down, uh, like Peyton will play it. Yeah. She loves Kung Fu Panda. So, good. You know, it's for somebody out there, I guess. Yeah. Um, for PS3, we have Siberia Collection. Don't know what that is. Don't know. Uh, X-Blaze Lost Memories. Yeah. Don't know. Don't know. Uh... For PS Vita, we have Forma 8, which is also cross-buy with PS4. I looked at that game. Mm-hmm. I looked that game up because uh, it, for some reason it, it just kind of... I was like, well, you know, what is this game? Like, if it's on PS4, I want to know. And so I look it up. It looks like a Pixel Junk game. A what? A Pixel Junk. Oh, okay. You ever played any of those? Mm-hmm. Like Pixel Junk Shooter. Yeah. And it's like you're this little... It looked like a bubble or a square. Or, I mean, a circle. And it looked fun. I thought immediately thought of you. I thought you it would be something that you would like. I might look into it then. Yeah. Uh, and finally, we have uh, Wanted Core for PS Vita. Now, before I even move on, there is one more little thing. What is As it? a PlayStation Plus member, mm-hmm. on December 9th mm-hmm. through the 12th, mm-hmm. players will be able to experience a beta for Monster Hunter World. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that today. You will be tasked with hunting great Jagras and then... Anjanath, 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 in the ancient forest, as well as a Baryoth, a Baroth, God, <laughs> in the wild spire waste. I'll be honest with you, there are two characters in uh, the last Monster Hunter I played that was like Baroth and then Baryoth. Right. And they're nothing alike, but just one has an I in its name. One of the, you would think they were cousins. Yeah, you'd think, but they're not. Baroth and Baryoth. And I'll be honest with you, another thing that I do too is I don't call the monsters all the time by their, you know, allotted name because there were some that we just, they were just aggravating. So I just started giving them nicknames. Like asshole. Yeah. It's like, oh, there's this guy. This guy. So. That guy. Yeah. This guy, no, 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 and, no that's and that guy. maybe maybe the uh, the names aren't appropriate for. <laughs> yeah, if they kill you more than twice. So I'm probably cussing. So I'll just I'll just let it be for now. But just just know that if you ever play Monster Hunter with me and I start calling a monster by its a different name, there's a reason for that. <laughs> but yeah, December 9th through the twelfth, I will be taking part of this. I'm going to try it out. I've seen it today. Uh, I think mainly what I want to see is I'll, I'm hoping that I can experience whether or not this is going to be familiar to me or new. Now, I do know that there are new elements to it, mm-hmm. but I want to be able to pick this up and feel like I've played this game before. But also, I'm learning something new. I'm seeing something new. Right. <clears throat> so, here's hoping. Uh, that's here's next hoping. Saturday? Or to everybody yes. listening on Monday, it'll be No, no, will it be Friday? Saturday. Will it start on Friday? Or is it Friday? I thought the ninth was a PS. Well, it's, it's going through the whole PSX thing. Oh, okay. And I think that it's the ninth is Saturday, <laughs> Friday. Let me see. Who knows? I think it's all th- I know is it's next weekend. Yeah. And luckily, I'll have some free time. No, no, you're right, dude. Ninth is Saturday. Cool. So it'll go through. It'll go from the ninth to the following Tuesday. See, I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't know why I looked at it. So I guess I don't know, PSX usually starts on a Friday. It's, mm-hmm. All right, well, we're going to move into our retro review of the week. Are you ready for this? Yes, I think so. Now, this one, I don't even remember where this uh, game just kind of came at me out of the blue. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. So I had to really start doing some digging. And you'll hear what I have to say about it Mm -hmm. uh, as I go on. 
And, but I chose it for a reason. So, are you ready? I am totally ready for this. Do you remember War Gods? Mm, no, I don't. Okay. We were talking about Nintendo, right? Mm, well, it was an arcade game as well. Okay. It's a fighting game that originally released in arcades by Midway Games in 1996. Ports were for the Nintendo 64, PlayStation, and even uh, Windows were released in uh, 1997. In the game, players controlled one of ten fighters who have been given great power by a mysterious ore that crash-landed on Earth from outer space. The object of the game is to defeat all the other fighters to become the most powerful warrior on the planet. Boom. Now, the game was obviously Midway's attempt at creating a new fighting game franchise utilizing mechanics from Mortal Kombat 4, which released in and around the same time. I think War Gods beat it by a year right. or so. So, do you remember when they did Mortal Kombat 4? It was that 3D landscape. And then they kind of did that in Mortal Kombat 4 where you could kind of move around. You had the like landscape. a map you could go through? Kind of? Yeah, sort of. It was just, it was more open, but not quite. Right. You know what I mean? They were trying something new. Yeah. <clears throat> um, now, unique to this particular game, they didn't use it in Mortal Kombat 4, was a 3D button. This actually allowed the users to use the background and the foreground for additional attacks and evasive maneuvers. The game's graphics were created using a technology that Midway called Digital Skin, which mapped photographs onto 3D models. By using this technology, they only used two actors for motion capture throughout the entire game. <laughs> uh, as far as the story goes, in typical fighting game fashion, many, many years ago... Oh, I gotta, I gotta get into my announcer voice. Yes. Many, many years ago, a spaceship carrying precious life-giving ore crashes to the Earth. The chunks of ore scattered across the planet, and over the years, ten humans each find a stone of the ore and are transformed into powerful beings. War gods! Now <laughs> they are fighting each other to possess the stones and become the ultimate super warrior. So, in a sense, to possess the stones, they're fighting to just really, they're fighting for, like, nuts. Yeah. A pair of balls. They, they want those. They want the stones. They want those stones. Want to have the biggest stones. Now, would you like to hear? Maybe, maybe this will jog your memory if you uh, possibly remember this game. But they're, the the characters involved. I, I want. I definitely want to hear it. I'm okay. Looking, I'm here, here are it. the characters that you can fight as in War Gods. You have Aokin. He was an evil high priest who, after having a vision, sent his slaves to their death diving into his tribe's sacrificial well to reach the ore before retrieving the ore himself. You have Anubis. After uncovering a hidden burial chamber guarded by the ore in the Valley of the Kings, his body was captured by the ore and his soul was cursed to return as Anubis. Anubis, like the Egyptian yeah. Anubis? Yeah. Sai uh, 5 This is spelled C-Y-5. Psi five. Are you are you with me on that? Okay, uh, a cyborg from the future implanted with the ore by scientists who are unaware of the ore's true power. Psi five seeks additional ore to achieve greater human consciousness. Next up is Kabuki Joe. <laughs> <laughs> That's who I want to play with. Uh, a medieval samurai who seeks to master the power of the ore after it causes him to slaughter his own men in a rage of fire and fury. 
Maximus, a gladiator who killed his opponent in battle and his masters, escaping with the ore and fighting for all who have been enslaved. He kind of sounds like our uh, protagonist. Kind of, in a way. Yeah. Uh, Pagan, a mistress of the black arts who find the ore, which increase her hunger for power and destruction. Tack, a stone idol brought to life by the ore as the avenger of a lost civilization. He could, he could kind of be our protagonist too. Maybe. They all can be, sounds yeah. like. Uh, kind of. Uh, Vala, a warrior princess who stumbles upon a piece of the ore while taking shelter during a storm. It transforms her into a Viking goddess who ru- rules the realm of ice. She sounds hot. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I think Pagan's more hot. She was, she was kind of the... Uh, one with the S&M 5 going on. Nice. Uh, Voodoo, an evil Caribbean witch doctor who is killed and thrown into a swamp containing some of the ore, which brings him back to life as Voodoo, god of the undead. Is this it? It is. That does look a lot like... Uh, um, You said Vala? Vala, yeah. That's, that's the one you said was hot? No, no, no. Pagan. Pagan's the one. That so that's Vala right there. She's that's hot, Vala. dude. What are you talking about? She's got a no. I'm not saying she's not gold bikini. I'm just you know the the black leather. It's totally Mortal Kombat though. Yeah, like you, like this uppercut is Mortal Kombat. And the like last swamp thing. The last character is Warhead, a former soldier who was a product of a the product of a wow. Let me try that again. A former soldier who is the product of an explosion due to a failed attempt by the government to merge nuclear weapons with the ore. What are you doing? <laughs> he just started playing a video. Yeah. All right. Now, the game featured, uh, also like Mortal Kombat, two unplayable big, big bosses, Grox and Exor. Now, right now, if you want, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just go out on a limb and say while I'm talking, and I'm going to make sure to put this in. Right now, you hear it? Huh? Okay. I hear it. It's very faint. What is it? Grox had the best music in the entire game. Did he have the Hulk Hulk Hogan theme song? Like, he's a real American? No. This was... It was a very metal theme. You just... You listen to it. Isn't that awesome? That is... Oh, my God. I want it. It's a great tune, man. Yep. I love it. Okay. Um, (laughs) Now, you also have the ability to perform fatalities in this game. Now, you remember... I guess when Mortal Kombat really got popular and... Fatalities were kind of the thing to do. Other fighting games would try to do fatalities, but they wouldn't call them fatalities. They would usually call them something else. Right. I feel like Midway knew that they had the the hook on fatality, so they just said, no, we're going to call them fatalities. So that was another parallel to Mortal Kombat that I think may have, you know, hurt the game a little bit. Now, obviously... Fagan is hot. Yeah, I told you. This is on PlayStation (laughs) 1 also. Now, the uh, no doubt fatalities are going to be a draw for the game. They always were for me. Uh, unfortunately, they kind of fall flat, in my opinion. They are accompanied by a very epic-sounding score in the background. Uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and layer that in right now. Where you can hear it's like, boom, boom, ba-da-boom, boom. You know, so... It's this very epic sound, you know. The, the drums are just pounding away. Uh, however, to, to the uh, nature of the graphics, as you've seen right there, you've kind of pulled up. And they were kind of revolutionary for their time, I will say. But it's, they are it feels dated. like Pit Fighter, too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you can definitely say they're dated. 
by today's standards. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, some of these fatalities could vary from being awesome to downright lame. Yeah. Now, obviously, the same case could be made for Mortal Kombat fatalities. Um, to give some examples, okay? There's a, a fatality where Warhead calls in an airstrike, and you kill him with missiles just raining down on the opponent, you know? It's just like, you think this is going to be the most epic thing imaginable, and then all of a sudden, the, the character turns into a giant mushroom cloud, and then that's it. No blood, no body parts, no nothing, and it's just like, oh, okay. Kabuki Joe spits fire. <laughs> he looks like a clown with red hair. Uh, something that... I don't know, something like that, like I said, it should have been awesome. Uh, Sci-Fi calls in what essentially looks to be like a UFO to come and melt the opponent. Uh, again, sounds cool, but the effect is kind of lacking. It's like they just turn into a puddle of mush. So it's just, I don't know, it just doesn't work. <laughs> but now, you remember like back in the day, I bet we were like, that is so cool. Yeah. But I will say, I will say that the, the beam sound effect they used the you know the melting is very cool they use like that old 70s ray gun sound yeah i would i would do it <laughs> you know i'm not gonna do i want you to do it <laughs> but it sounds so much better you know <laughs> do it again no 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 do it you again. get one that's all you Damn get it. i gave you one now some of the some of the other fatalities were cool and much bloodier like maximus he actually summons two pillars uh that the opponent is promptly tied to and then he uses a sword to split them at the torso. So right. they're just sitting there hangling, you know, like the top Hang, hangling. Hangling. <laughs> their their top portion it's of their body and is just hangling the from the uh, the <laughs> pillars yeah. and just bleeding out. So that was pretty cool. Right. Uh Voodoo actually produces a voodoo doll, go figure. Uh and then he cuts the opponent or he cuts the doll around the stomach area. So then the opponent you just see their intestines fly out. Awesome. So it, it's kinda neat. But again, we're talking about two fatalities out of ten characters that are kind of cool, and that's kind of just being generous. Like today, like if they put out a game with ten characters, it would the just be video crazy. game community would freak. Oh yeah, what I is this? What? This, this is, is not, not complete. Enough. It's not complete. Now, critics were not impressed by this game either. Criticisms ranged from uninspired character designs to choppy animations to even a vicious AI that was more in the arcade versions. Uh, they actually had to tweak the AI for home consoles, apparently. Right. Because the AI in the uh, arcades was a, an asshole. Because they wanted your quarter. Oh, yeah. That's how they get you. Now, not only that, but every reviewer, just as I have, uh, related this game to Mortal Kombat, with one reviewer even calling the game an interesting footnote in the history of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> now... Normally when I bring up these games, I'm gushing about how awesome they are and the memories I had playing them. And I will say that I've been a little critical of the game. I do remember playing this game often. I even remember owning it on the 64, if I'm not mistaken. I did have a copy of this. It was a product of its time, and it was fun for me personally. Like you said, you at the time, it was cool. Right. You, know, you hadn't seen anything like this before. I even had it on PC, if you can believe that. I don't believe that. I did. Uh, the music stood out for me in the game. Like I said before, the Grox theme uh, that everybody heard earlier. Wait, what was the guy's name? Grox. What did he look like? He was just a big green... The, the swamp thing looking like. Uh, not the swamp thing. That's Exor. Oh. He was more like a, a dragon looking. Oh, okay. Real, real big fella. Um, 
the announcer voice I thought was even pretty cool too. Like every time he would say somebody's name, it was like Warhead, Anubis, Grox. You know, just so the typical Mortal Kombat because I always loved. But his, them. but his was so much more smooth. The only thing he messed up on was um, when he would do Fatality. Yeah. If he said it in a more subtle like Fatality or something like that, might have been cool. But he was like Fatality. <laughs> you know, just all up in it. It's like, yeah, it right. sounded like a god. Yeah. So, again, I look back on this game. Uh, obviously, had some rose colored glasses on. I, I do see that it hasn't aged well. That said, I feel like that NetherRealm Studios, who is making Mortal Kombat and Injustice. You're fixing to say the same thing I was going to say. I, I wish that they would take another crack at this game. Or just bring them into Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that would be a nice Easter egg. That'd be awesome. Like, why not have them in there like they are, I don't know, maybe not all of them, but let's, you know, let the, some of them, like, they teamed up to try to win their realms tournament. You know, something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, it would be awesome. I mean, I I really feel like that even, you know, if you take a look at Mortal Kombat X and, and Justice 2, they are two vastly different games that are also very similar uh, in fighting styles. Um, I don't know, even finishing moves sometimes, you know, where they have the little meter bar at the bottom where you yeah. can do the special moves and stuff like that. That was kind of similar between the two games. I know they're different, but they have a lot of similarities. There's I don't know. The I don't company. even get to see them. You always block mine. Yeah. So, um, what? I don't know. I feel like that this, they, they shouldn't have given up on it. Uh, it I understand being a critical uh, failure, <laughs> I guess it would be the best way. And even then, I think that's that's being kind of harsh. Yeah, it it did all right. It could have done a lot worse. Yeah. It's not the worst game in the world by no means. I feel like that it has potential. Even like you said, if you incorporate some of the characters in Mortal Kombat, maybe some fighter packs or something like that, yeah. or even just restarting the game as a whole and just seeing if it'll work. Maybe make it a small game. You know, utilize some of those aspects of Mortal Kombat, but don't... Don't make it Mortal Kombat. Try to find a way to make this game stand out. Again, right. you know, make it unique from that, but still incorporate the ideas that work. Because I'd love to see some of these fatalities that they did like they would be today. Because they would be so brutal. You know they would amp that up today. Right. And it would just be insane. Uh, and yeah, like the, the voodoo doll one would be cool. Yeah. I mean, even some of the other ones, when they just seemed like that they would be... Back then, they, they looked terrible. Like, I think Tack, he'll smack your head into the ground until you, you know, are buried and nothing but, like, your shoulders and a head. That could be done with so much more brutality where you just kind of see your body kind of crumble up under you. Yeah. And then your face is just bloodied and mangled until you're nothing but a pile of, you know, just... Goo. Goo. <laughs> Goo. But think about that. That We just we just yeah. wrote him up a fatality, a new way they, to do that. They're not going to listen to us. Or uh, I think uh, Pagan, what does she do? She, she does like a Medusa head. It comes out and it just like turns the character into stone, and then it just shoots eye beams out, and then it the character explodes. I'm sure they could do that in a more... Uh, I mean, it's pretty epic for what it is. It's just kind of underwhelming. It's like, oh... I don't think they had the capability to make it just awesome back then. So, 
NetherRealm Studios, I know you're not listening, but if by some chance you do or you know someone, someone's working for you that is listening to this right now, why not think about bringing back War Gods just to see, just yeah. to see what would happen. Think about it. I or, even or think... A War Gods pack. Mm-hmm. There's 10 I, of them. I even think, I would agree with you there, throw in some of the more popular characters out of the lot into a Mortal Kombat game or something like that. Test the waters. Yeah. See if people are interested because if you have a surge in sales just for that one player pack, there you go. I mean, you're already doing it with like Injustice. You know, you brought yeah. Sub Zero over and Hellboy and yeah, all Hellboy, these other yeah. odd characters. You're why bringing not? them into that universe. Why not bring? Why not bring them all? Just like let them all intertwine. Like let them all be in the same universe. Yeah. Multiverse. Anyway. Yeah. Open up the multiverse to Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That, that's Mortal Kombat 11 right there. We just solved it for you. Got it. Go write that. Boom. We want at least 50 cents for every uh, every one of them you sell. That's right. That's all. 50 cents. But, like we said, try again. Let's see what happens. I'd love to I'd love to see a, a revival of War Gods. Because yeah. the fact that you didn't even remember it, that says a lot. That shows how much that game has fallen into obscurity. Well, I think, you know, with Mortal Kombat out, it kind of got overshadowed mm-hmm. by that. It went by the wayside pretty quick. Yeah. So, because let's be honest, when you go to the arcade, if you see War Gods, even though it's midway made every arcade game back yeah. then, mm-hmm. just about. But you figure I'm playing Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Still. <clears throat> well, that's our show, man. It's over. Yeah, it's over. It's over. I'm sorry. I'm sad. I do want to thank all of our listeners for following our podcast thank across you. the web. Leave us reviews on Podbean, iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, wherever you listen. We'd love to hear from you. You can also follow our Facebook page. Join our community page, which no one ever follows. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to get to it. I don't see how. It's I don't, like I can't get to it. I'll have to figure it out. Maybe it's not if, us. If I think can't get Facebook to it, needs to adjust their attitude. Yeah. If you can't get to the community page, let me know and I will fix it. I will find a way to get you in. If you want to be there. If you don't want to be there, then fine. You don't have to join. I'm just, you know you I just thought the, it would be I thought it would be a nice place. Uh, yeah. Everybody could come and hang out. Maybe yeah. we just need to do a community discord. How about that? I don't know if if everybody has Discord, but we should do that. Yeah. We should do that. Everybody definitely. has a Discord. Who knows? I don't know. I don't know. Like anyway, Discord's like that. But like, okay, let me ask you this: like on the thing with the community, like you know, you got the icon that says, "Hey, here's the community right mm-hmm. here," right? Yeah. You can't click on it. But but there should be a place off to your side that shows your pages that you're following, or that you're a part of. Yeah, but it doesn't. Uh, I don't know. I'll look into it. I'll fix things. Thank you. If everybody wants it, we do want it. Anyway, you could uh, do all that stuff. You can give Somebody's us topics hungry. to discuss. Hop over to that red bubble and get you a t-shirt, which we uh, still think that come next year, I think we're going to be somewhere else. I'm Possibly. just saying that. I'm just saying that. But right now, if you want to, you want an official t-shirt, go to Red Bubble and go get red a t-shirt. Bubble. Support the show. Please. You can also go to patreon.com slash pencil and paper productions to support this show and many others that we're doing. Uh, $5 gets you early access content like our YouTube series Man Cave and the newly revived Slapdash Spasmodic. Newly revived yeah. with awesome And And for any of you content. who may have seen it, if you're listening, if you don't know what Slapdash Spasmodic is, it is essentially my platform jumper show. Uh, any ideas that I have, that's where they're going to go. If they don't have a place somewhere else in the world. 
They just need a, a way to get out into the world to exist, and this is its way. That's why I say it's the most random show on Earth, because you're never going to see the same thing all the time. Granted, there are going to be, you know, a few repeats, but it's testing the waters. It's like, did you like that one? Did you like that one? Did you like that one? Maybe we'll do something with it if you like it. Did somebody but call until for a then, clown? That's but until then, huh? That's where that could go. Did somebody call for a clown? That's right. And that's that's exactly the point. We need to do that. We need to do that. See, if you have ideas, if you want to see it come to life on Slapdash Spasmodic, let us know. But this is not the Slapdash Spasmodic show. This is Super Mega Crash Brothers Turbo. And we do thank you so much for listening. I am Stephen White. And I'm Todd Stark. Join us again next time. But until then, game on. This has been a Pencil and Paper Podcast Network production.